Welcome to Maximum Octane and your ride to the entrepreneur's evolution in the automotive industry. I'm your host, Kim Hickey, former shop owner turned industry educator, speaker, and entrepreneurial motivator. Each week during our ride together, you will hear unfiltered stories of inspiration and transformation shared by successful business owners and CEOs. Their experiences will motivate you to do things you never thought possible, encourage you to reach your full potential, and help you to exchange unproductive habits for productive ones. While many of my guests will be related to the automotive industry, it's crucial in the world of tomorrow that we stop being silos and we open our minds to ideas and inspiration from other industries as well. We also know that to be truly successful in business, you must have a healthy work and home life balance. All of my guests are handpicked with these crucial elements in mind. Our industry is evolving by the second and we need to as well. Buckle up, because here we go. Welcome back, Maximum Octane. Hello, everybody. Still live from Fajardo, Puerto Rico. Very excited. We're at our big annual super conference. And so I'm getting a captive audience and just going out in the hall and pulling people in. And so they really can't say no right now. So I'm going to take advantage of this while I'm on the property and I have like a thousand people at my disposal. So there's that. So joining me today is a dear friend and colleague, Mr. Brian Honeycutt. He has many, many certifications, but the one that probably most applies to what we're going to be speaking about right now is a certified executive coach, and he's also Profit First certified. So he's all about helping business owners not only make money, but more importantly, keep money and keep it going in an even way. And so thank you, Brian, for joining me today. Thanks for dragging me in out of the hall. <laughs> well, you know, it's sunny out. What else would you be doing on the golf course or the pool or the something? Oh, yeah. so, uh, see, that's why I love you. That's why I love you. So you wanted to chat a little bit with our folks about ATEX. And ATEX have a bad rap and... Many times, shop owners refer to them as prima donnas. Oh boy! Is this a is this a justified stereotype and rap, or is it is it do they got a bad rap? Well, unfortunately, it, it is justified. But who caused the tech to be a prima donna to begin with is the question, right? It is. Is this like one of those? Is the chicken or the egg came first? Well, it kind of is at this point. But what do we do about it, right? So. If we if we look at an A tech, the evolution started out as a GS or a C tech, and now all of a sudden, well, you know, they oh, I want to be a B tech, you know, a parts changing freak, and then all of a sudden they get some, it's just like a business owner, they get that aneurysm and they want to be a business owner. The B tech wants to be an A tech. Why? Well, because when they came in, they are looking at that guy with the, the big screwdriver sitting on his on his throne over there some of that, that massive box and he's he's the ruler of the world. So they're we're we're teaching them that they can become the ruler of the world from the very beginning, right? Some of those toolboxes now it's literally like Air Force One. I saw one the other day with this L L emblem. I mean it had to be this big of an eagle and I mean they're very nice, but Holy cow. If we are a little recognition dependent in our... Uh... Well, when your toolbox costs more than your car, you might be in trouble, right? <laughs> and so, There's that. And, it, and it's funny. So now, you know, the B-Tech, they want to become the A-Tech. And of course, B, you know, we're, we're really great at training. So we give them a ticket, okay? It's a check engine light and say, go fix it. 
And we don't train them. We don't tell them anything. We literally laugh as it takes them a day or two <laughs> to start figuring it out before they can't figure it out. Oh, well, we caught you that way. Good. I mean, you know, I don't know how hazing became a thing in the automotive industry, but we definitely need to get away from it. That's for sure. I don't even know if it's intentional. It's like, it feels like I think sometimes people really think it's their, the rite of passage and that they have to go through that to become a better person and understand. And that's so not true. It's, it's a crazy. Well, that's what, that's what was done to me. So, and look how great I turned out. So I'm going to do it to you. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the mentality, right? So now all of a sudden, yeah, it's taken a day or two and they haven't figured out, oh, fast forward five years. They now, if they stuck to it and they've got some, you know, some boots ball with them, they can get it done really quickly. Fast forward five more years and they can get it done super fast. It's like they're intuitive all of a sudden, right? Yes. I mean, they got a magic wand where, oh, I can just listen to it. Oh, look at that. I mean, they can bypass so many steps on the, on the flow chart if it buys logic, right? So... Back when they were at the three-year mark or whatever, they were taking quite a while, and we were justifying maybe paying them a little bit more for it. Maybe not. Some people only charge that one hour for a diagnostic no matter what, which, in my opinion, is a mistake. Uh, uh, I'm going to, like, stress out right now. And I, I the, the, Well, we took four hours to figure it out, but we can't charge the customer that just kills me unless it's because you put somebody that is unqualified to do it then you cannot charge but in most instances we are grossly undercharging for it. and we are the only industry that does that we are the only industry that's like yeah i spent all these hours but i can't charge my customer for that so i, I like a metal to a plumber right rotor so you get up you got clogs you call up rotor rotor is like i'm gonna unclog that sink for $125, once I show up, and it costs you $125 for me to show up. So that's $250 to unclog the sink. They stick their little snake down there. But come to find out, you've got a collapsed pipe underneath mm-hmm. your foundation. It's going to cost fourteen grand to unstop that, <laughs> to you know, remove part of your foundation to get to it, right? But they're still going to do it for that $250. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to charge the 14 grand because they misdiagnosed it to begin with, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, but isn't it that easy? I, I Listen, I don't have any words for this because I'll start saying words I can't say on live things or recorded things. Yeah, it's just, it's insane. So then, so now the, the faster they get... They'll even get to where they can get it done in half an hour, and people only want to charge the customer for half an hour that it literally took them. Okay? Oh, you, you didn't take a whole hour. We're gonna we're gonna discount this to the customer. So now all of a sudden the the A tech is looking around going, I'm actually way more qualified than I used to be. I'm not making any more money. They they literally will want to continue to do B tech work because that's how they get their money. Okay, you take uh, and, you know that Lexus or the Toyota that's got a, the controller problems. It's a 13-hour job. We can get it done in three, four, or five with a competent tech. We still charge 13. We got no problem with that because that's book time. 
But at, you take a, what an average technician is going to do diagnostic-wise is three hours, four hours, five hours. Our great phenomenal prima donna A-Tech can get it done in 30 minutes to an hour by bypassing all of this. And now, how, how is that okay? I mean, at, at what point is the A-Tech going to just stand up and go, no, enough? And they have. And now they're classified as prima donna. Well, and they get it from both ends, because if it takes them five hours to figure it out, the shops say, I can't charge a customer five hours, only going to charge an hour. But if they get it done in 15 minutes, figure it out, they're like, I am not going to charge the hour. You took 15 minutes, so they can't win. And they do make a lot more money acting as a, a, a B-tech and getting the quote unquote, the gravy, what they call the gravy work, right? And so it's, we have so many issues with our industry is so far behind all the other industries out there, every other service one, charging what we're charging customers, what our door rates are, what we're paying our technicians, all of it. And that that is going to be the downfall for sure of everything that happens to all of our shop owners. And why they don't feel value in things. Because here's the thing that's crazy to me. How many times have we seen a, a technician or shop owner, they're closing, they're moving, they're getting new equipment, whatever, and they're going to sell a toolbox or a screwdriver from they bought in 1975 and they want more money than you could buy a new one today. But yet they don't want to charge a customer for four hours of work they put in. So there's something so skewed about their value because when it's their personal property, they find the value, they stick to it and they say, I would rather keep it than sell it for that amount. I'll, I'll give it away before I take that little bit amount of money. But when it's for people and blood, sweat and tears, they're like, yeah, we, we're not, we're not worth it. We're not valuable. You're not worth it. And, and every time when they're telling their technicians, we're not charging for this, they're saying to the tech, you're not worth it. You're not valuable. You don't provide value. And I don't, I don't think they understand how deep that that runs. It's not just about the dollars. It's about the psychological message that you're putting out there. Uh, Mitch Schneider. I love Mitch Schneider. And it's a legend. The legend of Mitch Schneider. So I mean a long time ago. I don't want to make myself up a long time. Like when he had this Saturday TV show. <laughs> he wrote an article when, when diagnostics first came out, and his brother was really great at diagnostic. Mitch runs the front counter. One of their old-time customers comes driving in, has a chicken delight. So he walks out to the side door, yells for his brother. His brother, come on out, you know, grabs the, the scanner. He's talking to the customer, Mitch is, while the brother goes in and starts diagnosing it. 20, 30 minutes later, whatever it was, is magically fixed. <laughs> they close the hood. The guy shakes Mitch's hand, gets in the car, and drives away. And the <laughs> and his brother, what did you tell them? Oh, that's never going to happen. <laughs> I mean, so first off, it was, it was a message in that article. was about showing off. Quit showing off to your customers. And and that, that really struck a chord with me. I mean, because we all like to show off. We all like to be that superhero. We like to be the superhero. Not me. I'm like a wallflower. I don't like any kind of... <laughs> no attention, right? You're the savior of <laughs> So, I mean, we, we want that. We need to become addicted to that. And and now, all of a sudden, we're an API come along and saying, yo, you can't be addicted to that. You have to be the superhero by charging properly and to your A-tech, not to the customer by giving it away for free. And that's... To me, we created the prima donna ATEC 
by the way we treated them and made them stand up for their, on their own and, and protect their own. And then the C-Tech comes and looks at that prima donna A-Tech and how, okay, I'm going to be like that one day. And then he's going to become like that. And we're still, it's 2023, and we're still not charging properly for diagnostics. No, we're not. And, and you just mentioned about being a hero. That, that I think, out of everything, that upsets me so much when I see what our shop owners are doing because they have to be the hero. They're so proud of themselves that they are the shop. They have the reputation in town that they can fix anything. So everybody brings everything that's wrong and every other shop can't fix to them. And they ask for that by bragging about it. And then they don't charge for it. So if you have a vehicle that was at six other places and no one could fix it, you better be prepared to pay the person that does, right? Just as a consumer. Because if you brought your car to 10 places to get painted, if you had five roofers out to your house and you had to keep getting somebody else to try to fix it, we know as a consumer, we're going to pay a heck of a lot more for that person that could finally get it right. And by that point, we don't care what it costs. We just want it right. And yet in the automotive industry, we do completely the opposite. We say, come to us. We'll take everything that's wrong. We can fix anything if we have to pull our hair out and take five weeks. But hey, we're only going to charge you for an hour diagnostic and don't worry about it. That's BS. That's BS. It's totally. I mean, and then I tell my clients, you know, and I'm like, all right, so you need to raise your, your, your diagnostic price. Okay, so I need, I need to go from, you know, 129, 149 to what, 198? And I'm like, no, okay, stop. No, mm-hmm. I don't want you to raise your entry level diagnostic. I want your actual check engine diagnostic to cost your customers about $750 on average. And I mean, you can literally <laughs> thump <through> their jaws. <laughs> and that's not possible. You know, I'm, I'm not going to rip my customers <laughs> off like that. I'm not going to rip my customers. And I'm like, okay, so you just, you know, you just wounded an affinity by saying that I just told you to rip off somebody, right? For the not, you know, but that's how. This is a very emotional it is. discussion point. Massively, massively. I mean, it's, it's like you're trying to take their baby from you know, one of the things that we always talk to with our clients about is doing different diagnostic levels, right? And to have them set up and charge properly and that to go through how to calculate that would have to be an entirely different. So if you want information on that, just send me an email at the end of this or put something in the comments and we can talk to you. But you know, charging that, that rate, right? Because one of the things that people forget about, I think, is that when you have a job that's parts and labor, you for the same block of time, you're making money on the parts and you're making money on the labor. And I'm just going to use 50%, which is too low of a profit margin, but just for easy math. But, you know, if you have a job, like from nine to 10 o'clock that, that you're charging for an hour labor, and then you have a part that goes with it, you're getting the $50 from each side, right? So you're making a hundred dollars in GP for that hour. When you remove the parts, from that same time, you only have the $50 one time from the labor. And that's what I think people don't realize that we get to not double bill, but we have two profit centers, right? And for every hour that we're billing. And so when it's labor only, we're completely losing one. So we have to make that up somewhere. And if you don't set up levels of different. And and again, that would have to be an entirely different thing. But if you don't have someone in there, like a level four or something, that's a minimum of six hours, 
diagnostic time, you're crazy because you have to have levels. Because if somebody comes in to my shop and they're like, oh, it's been to six other places, no one can fix it. You know what? I'm starting out with that level four and I'm going to tell them it's a minimum of this. And if they balk and say no way, then obviously... I, you know, they're not interested in getting it done right. Right. So I'm not going to, you know, bust my butt and charge you $50 to fix something that six other people can do. I'm not going to do it. And they don't, or somebody comes in, we used to call it box cars. Remember the, the coffee can of parts or the shoe box. Oh, yeah. oh my cousin and I <laughs> took the door panel off and uh, tried to fix, you know, the actuator, but here, and here's some screws left over or some grommets. We don't know where, or pieces. You're walking in my shop with a box car. Uh, uh-uh. we're, we're not starting at, oh yeah. Our diagnostic level starts at 129 or whatever crazy things. Oh no. We're like, this is a minimum of going to be six hours or eight hours diagnostic. And it's going up from there because it's just crazy. Who in the heck, what is wrong? They come in. Can you imagine going to your plumber's office with a bunch of pipes and, a, you know, something and being like, hey, here, I, I don't know what I did to my toilet, but, you know, here's all these pieces that are, I broke a couple and they were in there really tight. I tried to loosen it. You know, fix this for me for $40. Well, yeah, and I mean, the, the brass pipe is actually, you know, cut off inside of the wall. But don't take the wall apart, you know. I mean, because the, the, just because the, the connections behind the dash doesn't mean that, but so what? It should cost the same, right? Yeah. So I actually came up with uh, three questions that helps keep the front counter and the technicians more in a, in a line. More in a group oh, I can't wait to hear these. So, because what happens is, is we're talking about the prima donna APEC and us are being the one that created it, but it's lack of communication, it's lack of understanding where where they're coming from because, you know, it's us against them. I mean, front counter feels that way, mechanics feel that way, and it, can, it can't be that way. So if we're not going to, we have to create an environment that makes it where the A-tech feels loved. All techs. So should I do a, a, a drum roll for question number one? So you get the estimate completely done, and you walk out to the tech and hand it to them and say, is the parts list complete? That is groundbreaking question there, Honeycutt. <laughs> that is a brand. Well, no, I know. So many people don't ask. It's just insane. And they wait till after, but go ahead. So, well, they wait till after, and then yep. the technician says it gets the, the completed invoice, and uh, well, where's that commuter about? You know, if I'm replacing the computer hours, there's a gasket, you know. I mean, I know it doesn't have anything to do with that part, but it's, I know I got to replace it. <laughs> so, but just, I mean, the, the three questions are not hard, but without them, the technician's now looking at the front counter like they're stupid. And the tech and the front counter is looking at the technician's like, well, why didn't you tell me? Well, I didn't know what you know you don't know. Right. Remember the bad news bears, what they said about assuming you had the little, what happens when you assume? <laughs> we can't say that, but just think the bad news bears when they had that little sign. Okay. So very simple. And that's, 
here's what I just want to say. Most of the things we do in life are not that hard. We make them so much more difficult. And there's very simple processes that we can put in our shops that would make everyone's life easy, but we want to overcomplicate things. And and for a lot of people, that one question, they'll, they won't just ask the one question. They're going to have a 10-page oh, yeah. process thing and a flow chart and a whatever. And, and just sometimes... It's, it is what it is. So this is one of those things. It is what it is. Ask or the parts list complete. Don't go out there with an attitude. Don't be like, oh, did you leave anything off this time? Or, oh, right. No, I, and write it down as I'm saying it specifically, because this is really tried, true, tested. It works. If you try and ad lib this in a you're going to have to now go through your own testing process. Well, but we love to ad lib because we like to make it about ourselves and we have to be the hero. So you can't just take somebody else's very simple (laughs) thing. You got to zhuzh it up, throw in some other words. And so don't, no zhuzhing on this. No zhuzhing. Okay. Number two. Two, wait. Where else can we add labor? Not is the labor right? Not... (laughs) You you slow da 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 da. Yeah, I'm, where else can we add labor? Now this one is funny because everybody that I told this to begin with said, "Well, you, yeah, but the technicians, they're you know they, they're going to want more." And I'm like, "Yeah, what's your point?" Yeah, <laughs> they're going to want more though, Kim. Yeah, so we charge a customer more. That crazy. Um, so how many times have we sold the job that that Cadillac on that water pump cost us four hours? We walk out, we hand it to the tech, and he's like, four hours? We just had one in here three weeks ago, and it took me six hours. You know that. Why didn't you give me the six hours? <laughs> oh, oh, I'll take care of you. Or I won't take care of you because you're, you know, it's, it's, it's some ways. It's how, a vicious cycle. How, how about I just ask the question before? But we don't. And then we I get the argument afterwards. <laughs> And if you can't trust your technicians, how come you're trusting your front counter? Right. And if you truly don't trust them, they shouldn't be there, period, the end. Yeah. But yeah. if you the same with your front counter, you can't trust them. Both. So why why are we looking at a front counter like they're, they, they're going to protect the customer, but we're not looking at the tech like they're going to protect the customer? I mean, we still have to, it's going to be good for everybody. I think a lot of times they go into the relationship with assuming that the other person's out to get them, you know, that the service advisor is going to make more money if they shortchange the tech or the tech's just being a prima donna and trying to do whatever, run up the ticket. And they're, they're entering into that relationship with already a negative thing instead of just being open to communication and saying, we're here for the same purpose, to provide exceptional service, to keep our customers safe, to educate them properly, do only what they need done and all of that. And if they can understand that that's a, like a joint task force. They're a joint task force and they don't look at themselves like that. It's always this, you know, front to the back and it's, it's, it makes it so hard, makes it's, it so it's hard. ABC auto care. It's Bob's main street, you know, auto. It's, it's, it's a team. It's, it's not Bob's main street auto front counter. Versus Bob's 
One of these days, I think we should do a pay-per-view event and we just get all of the service advisors and all of the techs and do them in the octagon. <laughs> and let's just settle this once and for all. Who brings more value and who keeps the company going? Because I always love when I hear that. Well, without the text, you wouldn't be here. And then the service advisor, like, if we didn't sell this stuff, you wouldn't be here. And it's just, you know, back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> and so it's like, let's just get the octagon. Let's go. Let's just, let's do a pay-per-view. And, you know, we could raise money and put it all in a kitty. And so every time they undercharge someone, we can take it out of the... I don't I'm, not, I'm not letting, I want it to run out of their pocket. I'm not going to figure out a way to pay, pay them for that. Come on, Kevin. I want it to hurt. All right. What's number three? Well, I think getting in the ring would hurt, but okay. That's, that's the pain they've earned by not being the team. They have. All right. Are we ready for three? Because I got to do the drum roll. Great. Ready? Number three. Once I number sell three. It, once I sell it, how long will it take you? <laughs> now all of a sudden, instead of yeah. me being the, the service writer <laughs> and me dictating how long it's going to take you, you, the technician, get to tell me how long it's going to take instead of the other way around. I mean, you're the one working on it, but I'm the one telling you how long you're going to take. It's insane. I'm laughing with you, not at <laughs> you. You know that, right? Okay, but literally, before we start coaching the shop, how many of these three questions ever get asked? None. None. And bluntly, even when we are coaching some of you, <laughs> it still doesn't get done. <laughs> so, you know, and, and I know that this is a podcast that goes out way beyond ATI. Yes, it does. So guess what? If you're in the automotive repair industry or any business period and you're not allowing your front and your back to be on the same page, please figure it out. Absolutely. Don't ever let them be. There's so many things with any industry with the divisions and this division does this and this department does that and this. And again, it's got to look at it's a joint task force. It's a, it's it's we're in this together. And we, you know, hopefully every company has their mission and vision and values and everybody truly believes them and they're all there for the same reason. And then it makes it easier. Well, this was quite delightful. <laughs> I'm sure it's not your normal. I mean, you know me. I mean, we did a me and me and Kim. <laughs> and I know she. I can't. I'm gonna kill me for saying, but back in the day when COVID started. Ah, oh, <laughs> hey, back in the day. Well, it wasn't that long ago. We I actually, know. I just. We actually did. We did a video series together um, on back to basics. And it's uh, 12, 12 videos that we spent our weekends of blood, sweat, and tears getting it created. But you know, it's a real roadmap on how to win. Well, that's the other thing, too, with the technicians and the service advisors. They skip the basics sometimes. And and listen, we're not saying everybody's out there doing it on purpose. You get busy, cut corners, you whatever. But you have to have the processes in place that we're not doing those things and not cutting corners and not doing it. And when you because when you skip the steps, it's so many extra steps to go back and do it from the beginning. And and all of the basic things somehow goes out the window, especially when you'll buy a like new toy or a shiny thing. Then that's all we focus on. And Everything needs to be diagnosed with that whatever new thing doesn't does matter. Battery's dead. Oh, better get on that brand new alignment machine we just bought it with seventy five thousand dollars. 
yeah, okay, that makes sense. Let's push the car that won't start onto the alignment machine because surely it has something to do with that. And we're not going to test the charging system first. So, it, you know, understand too where like the tools you purchase and how and when to use them. And, and uh, it's not just the flavor of the month thing. You've got to just always have the basics. Always, always, always. Right? It's just too hard for people to accomplish though. I mean, everybody wants to, like you, like the simple three questions. They'll, they'll reinvent these, those three questions. And if you just ask the way I worded it, specifically, no more, no less. And and don't don't judge the technician when he's like, well, that's going to take me 12 hours. Okay, it's a 10-hour job, and now it's going to take you 12. Well, depending on the job, that may not be bad, but do we justify charging another couple of hours? Because now that's an opportunity to really look at our at the tech, at the process, right? what's really going on. It, it's it's not a, a means and modes of method to beat the tech up. Right. But think about it. Wouldn't you rather know it was going to take him 12 hours instead of you think it's going to take him eight? He thinks it's going to take 12, and you just messed that four-hour schedule up, and now you just lied to how many other customers because of that extra four hours. You know, you talk about how long it takes people to do something. I am so shocked at how many shops don't have a simple spreadsheet of here's the like the jobs that just like in the manual, the the A tech, B tech, C tech. And where are your techs on that? Where, you know, so that if you're out or whoever, the service advisor usually assigns the stuff or your shop foreman or whoever doesn't have something to quickly look at and say, this tech is totally proficient in these jobs, this, this, this. And then also becomes a roadmap for training, right? Because then you can constantly be looking and evaluating and saying they're still not where they should be at this level or they want to get to the next level. So they have to start learning this, but we don't have any of that written down for any of our people. Um, we, we don't have comeback logs We don't even answer the phone with a smile. So, all right. Well, we so just came up with about another 40 podcasts that we can do in relation to all of this, but for today we will leave them with it. So three simple questions. Don't try to zhuzh it up. Don't, you're not Ernest Hemingway. You're not Steven Spielberg. Don't try to redirect. Just, just do as you're told. Make it easy on yourself. Just do it exactly the way that, that you heard it. Right. So Brian, in closing, anything you want to leave our viewers and listeners with? Mm, no, I'll just say that, uh, you know, thank you so much, Miss Hickey. I really appreciate it. You know, um, my oldest daughter called me up and said, hey, did, did you know that you're, you know, you've got a podcast out? <laughs> like, well, yeah. Like, oh, that's great. <laughs> like, you know, so she's like, I actually, actually Googled your name. And oh my goodness. And I'm like, you know, the first thing that comes up is your podcast with me. And, she's, and she actually listened to it. She's like, wow. You know, so that, that's pretty cool when, when you're. When you impress your kids. Yeah, your grown kids, you yes. You can't impress your grown kids. <laughs> <laughs> totally so you literally allowed me the opportunity <laughs> to impress my oldest daughter. So Who is very confident and savvy in her own right. So, so she she is not a uh, somebody that would be wowed by anything. So yeah, but to see old dad on a podcast, that's pretty good. Well, awesome. I'm glad I could do that for you. So thank you for joining me and for everybody else. You know what I'm going to say. Stay safe, make good choices, stay inspired, and I will be back next week. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Maximum Optane, your ride to the entrepreneur's evolution. 
If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas, or you just want to be a guest on my show, I want to hear from you. You can reach me directly at mlpodcast at autotraining.net. Thanks for listening and keep seeking information everywhere that you can.